Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Selling Sessions podcast. This week we welcome David Robbie and David Kennedy and when they talk about their experience of joining the United Capital Group after their company, McDougall Group, was acquired by one of our group businesses, McGill, earlier this year. They'll talk about how Despite all the fact that all the advice that we've given on this podcast about doing your due diligence, getting things ready, and bringing in expert advisors, sometimes you just have to trust your gut and go for it. I'm David Robbie, previously managing director and owner of the McDougall Group. Um, Essentially, um, the McDougal Group was around for 40 years, I think. Uh, uh, the last I joined it 20 years ago um, and went just round about the devolution of Scottish homes when they started looking at maintenance and how the business could uh, uh, change to accommodate essentially going from a, a small works contractor to something uh, more of a, a, a facilities management type basis. Um, I was originally brought in to to help develop the systems of the business, uh, including databases, uh, processing orders. Um, <clears throat> back in 2000, uh, that was was really uh, more about spreadsheets and databases. Uh, as time progressed, um, the last 10 years have been more about you know electronic systems with PDAs, where the guys uh, are completing stuff electronic electronically, and it's it's all done online. Um, and the run up to uh, our uh, acquisition, um, we had uh, grown the business um, to about double the size in terms of contract orders. Um, and uh, we were at a stage where a, a year into that, we felt that we would we would function much better as part of a, a larger organisation. David Kennedy. Yep. Uh, yes, my name is David Kennedy. I was previously the operations manager at McDougall Group. I joined the business back now about six, seven years ago. Um, so I joined the business as uh, Don McDougall was retiring. Um, so I was brought in to try and push on with the business to see what we could achieve and see how we could grow the business. Um, so yeah, we we, we, grew, we grew the business uh, through the period of COVID. Um, kind of doubled in size, and then we took it to a point where we we um, moved over to United Capital, Scott McGill. Obviously, we're um, you know we, when we're talking about things on the selling sessions, we we take on uh, a, a huge amount of um, of of uh, opportunity uh, to talk about uh, relationships. Uh, I would appreciate your your feedback on how you you value relationships and why these are so important when you're looking to sell your business. Um, I think one of the things from the outset was um, uh, we were looking to to be uh, part of an acquisition or to partner with someone. Um, that was really prompted off off the back of uh, some of the the information that we had seen about United Capital and LinkedIn. Uh, being local, as in a, a Scottish company, um, having a similar background, um, and ultimately performing in, in similar markets, um, a lot of the um, the marketing and uh, the information that we got, I, I felt personally before we contacted um, United Capital and McGill, it was it was a good fit. 
Um, that was only proven um, to be the case uh, when we met Errol and Douglas um, at our initial meeting. Um, and really from that point, we, we knew it was going to work. Um, following on from that, we, we then went back to United Capital and uh, fairly fairly quickly were, were able to, to see both companies would work well together um, and uh, would be a benefit to each other. Uh, and that's how we took it forward. I think the big the big thing for myself was developing that trust. Um, it was a short period of time from start to finish, but as soon as we met up with uh, Douglas and Errol, we clicked right away. We had the same passion, we had the same drive. We wanted to be that go-to contractor, and myself and David as the McDougal group were taking it to a, to a level where we were the go-to contractor, but we just needed that next step, and it felt it was comfortable. Um, it just it just felt that that was the correct course of action to take was to partner up with Miguel Stoke United Capital. Of course, we we do talk about relationships quite a lot, Fraser, as well. You know, on these podcasts, and um, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, it, it, with with the acquisition of uh, the McDougal Group, um, you know, it, it, with with both David's feedbacks there, um, you know, that we. They, they value the relationships just as much as as, as we do as well. Uh, what's your thoughts, uh, Fraser, particularly with you know um, LinkedIn? You've seen that 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 had uh, had played a, a huge part on um, the McDougall Group acquisition as well. Yeah, thanks, Paul. I think from my point of view, um, it's quite an old-fashioned view that you need to be sitting across the table from someone to start to build a relationship or be in the same room as them to build a yeah. relationship. And as much as I prefer to do business and communicate in person, face-to-face, um, the reality is the world we live in, we we can't always do that. And certainly the last couple of years have, um, have highlighted that. But with international business being a bigger thing and, and people having partners around the world, we do have to, um, to work um, online a bit more. And for me, it'd be interesting to hear from, from both Davids that what United Capital were putting out there on social media, so LinkedIn, our website, things like that, did you feel that you, you had a better understanding of who we were as both people and as a business before you even, you know, picked up the phone essentially to say, yeah, let's let's have a conversation. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, specifically the, the marketing, I think initially I, I was aware of McGill as potentially a competitor or at least someone else within the industry. You know, there was the the restart of, of McGill to McGill FM and uh, that there was a lot of positivity around that um, that process. And obviously, it, I think for, for us as well, to see it was backed by, uh, you know, a, an acquisition company like United Capital, where, you know, for me, it's all about expertise and for us trying to get to the next level, you know, not only are we joining, you know, McGill in terms of being a bigger business and, um, you know, they have a, a, a secondary business behind them with a whole other level of, you know, finance, marketing, uh, legal expertise, um, something that, you know, a lot of areas where as a small business, you just don't get to touch on it. And and, and going through the process, um, you know, as as we talk about where, you know, having having been in, in the McGill business for three months, you know, the amount of areas where um we were simply overwhelmed trying to do everything by ourselves. Um, you know, we now and I've said this before, we have, you know, a marketing department, we have 
uh, HR, we have, uh, you know, uh, surveying uh, estimators and yeah, we did all that ourselves, but essentially what it was doing was stopping us from growing the business because we had become so self-centred around trying to deliver the service. Also, the important part was is having depth because we, we noticed on some of the new contracts, for instance, when we lost a, a kind of key manager, um, the only person that's left to step in is myself or David. And we're at a stage where we've doubled the size of the business yet, you know, now we have to step out of doing all of that and, and go down a level and make sure we're delivering the service as well. And that was really frustrating. If I felt as if, you know, we'd done the hard work, we had got the extra business, um, but we were we we weren't we didn't have the depth to deliver it when things things changed and we had to adapt, um, and really that's that's the the huge advantage of being part of a bigger group. Yeah. I think from my views on it, I, I was in construction from a young age at sixteen, um, and worked my way through. But you, you always seen McGill's always McGill's always had a strong name and a strong foothold within the construction uh, industry, and to see that they were backed from United Capital, which such a a big organisation with, with a good strong backing to them, bring comfort to us. But you've seen it through LinkedIn, um, always posting it. There's always positivity they're posting, um, always showing the, the the wins and the goals and how they were thriving uh, to achieve the goal. Um, another thing for us was marketing. Marketing was a big thing for us. We would always try and speak about it to try and deliver it to bring it to the table. But ultimately. It was it was never done. We just didn't have the time and probably didn't have the money as well to set aside to go and deliver it um, or, or, or to put it towards marketing. So to see this all brought together was a perfect package for us. Yeah, I think from my view, McDougall Group didn't get to the, the position it was in because either of you two were great at marketing or great at HR or these things. It got there because you'd done your day job and you yeah. grew it to that size. Yeah. Um, so it would be daft to say, well, I'm going to take myself out of what has been successful to attempt to do this other stuff. So it is something that, that we do shout about quite a bit at United Capital that look, this is what we see as our value add um, to any relationship. And I think from a point of view of, of you looking to sell, because we were public with that, you were able to look and say, well, that's their offer. This is also our ask. And those yeah. two things married up. Um, so it was quite a short process of of acquisition, actually, because yeah. we kind of knew that it was it was right. It yeah. was the right thing. And I think they go hand in hand as well. Um, where we, you touched on it there, we, the business got to where it was through blood, sweat and tears and hard work, long hours. But the other things that we weren't good at, or I should say the other things that we couldn't get time to get, that's where we needed. That's what we needed to bolt on. Um, to make us the go-to contractor. And that was always their achievement. That was always my goal. I always wanted to be the first person that a housing association, a customer, whoever it may be, thought about to come to. And, and that's where we could see United Capital, McGill and McDowell Group joining forces to be that contractor. I think I think as well in terms of, you know, in terms of the overall management, you know, David and I pretty much wear the business, you know, we're the face of the business, we win the contracts, you know, we do the pre-starts, we, we're hands-on at every monthly meeting. Uh, all of those things are great, but even in reflection now, you know, a few months in um, and speaking to customers about the acquisition process and explaining to them why we were doing it and what was happening, 
all of the feedback was generally positive and what they, they, they felt was if they were getting the double package because they were getting the hands on, react at a minute's notice, you know, pick up the phone to us 24 hours a day. That's the way we operate. Um, but now we had the depth of, of a bigger business behind us so that, you know, and again, I used that example earlier where, you know, when if a key manager drops out, who's going to replace them? You don't always have um, something in place. Um, whereas now we have um, the depth to be able to say, yep, there's other options we can do. And, and it doesn't drag us into the business and, and, and affect what we're doing during the day. That and as I said, you know, from my perspective, you know, we didn't, we don't have, we didn't have an FD, we didn't have an HR department, so all of that stuff filters through us and takes up part of your day, that that stops you focusing on the business. I think obviously um, it was quite clear from from an early stage, you know, that uh, the relationships were were absolutely vital, and of course, you know, the um, that uh, commercial awareness and drive, and everyone uh, sharing in the same vision, you know, all of these things, um, you know, came to the front, and of course. Um, I think um, even on a personal level, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, and being involved with the, the acquisition itself as well. And of course, uh, be, being uh, directly speaking, uh, both both yourselves, David and David, you know, um, I think obviously um, the main thing was 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 everyone was was focused on the same things. And as a result, when it came to then looking at our commercially aware advisors, you know, it was it was quite a a, a relatively easy uh, you, you know chat with them. Uh, but you know, how was uh, you know what was your your uh, your take on on commercially aware advisors and you know how did they help you through this process as well? Yeah, I, I think um, we obviously did some due diligence at the start uh, of the process. Um, I think uh, you know it was pretty obvious uh, with the scale of the McGill business. Um, and where we we were that um, you know if everything uh, worked out that uh, it made sense uh, to do the deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, we went through the process with our accountants, did our due diligence, and uh, everything checked out. So, I think just on on, on the back of um, what David was saying there, the process was made split from day one, um, and and that's what was easy about it. That's what made the decision relatively. Simple, straightforward. As I said, myself and David had numerous conversations, late nights, uh, going back and forth. But it was slick, and and that's what made it simple, and made it easy, and it made it comfortable to make the decision. I think on the, the relationship side as well. I think one of the things because you know we had that kind of you know instant trust and ability to get on with each other. Um, you know, we were fully committed to the process from day one. You know, um, essentially when the document was signed, you know, we became McGill, and it was more about the transfer of the business to McGill, and essentially doing the integration. So, um, and I think that's really important for anyone considering that that you know there there has to be leadership in the in the uh, the uh, some of the you know concerns that people have below the organization as they begin to see change and i would say our organization was potentially um uh, it was an unexpected move um from us because they didn't know what david and i were thinking uh, and we've been a, a small family business for the best part of 40 years um that's saying that i have previous experience working within larger companies so i knew the benefits that it would bring but the, I think it's really important that the leadership uh, of the business went forward. It was positive, and they and we basically said this is good. It's going to happen, and and you do it quickly. 
and we have pretty much managed to to contain it within 90 days, which is what our, our expectation was. Yeah, and I think I think we um, when we're talking about business acquisition, business sales. I think everyone assumes it's quite a long, drawn out, painful process, but and it, it normally is. <laughs> but yeah, I think if it is long, it does it does it does become uh, if it does become drawn out, then it does it can become painful because we talk about a lot of change and people are expecting change and it doesn't happen and it leaves them in that state of I'm not where I was and I'm not where I'm going and and you know it creates a lot of negativity and I think that's. Uh, certainly from our, our experience and now being part of McGill, where, you know, we expect future acquisitions to happen as the time frame for that process to happen is really important. And it has to be, you know, it has to be a defined timetable and it has to happen uh, within that period. So people's expectations are, are met and they don't get to the point of saying, you know, we were doing it, we're not, we're nearly there, or we're not, you know, and I think that's really important. It's certainly, a, I think it's a, a good lesson learned for us out of this to take forward. And in terms of the, you mentioned there, you know, essentially having to tell the team then, um, what was that process? Was it something that you were a bit worried about, um, and how did how did everyone react to it? Yeah, we weren't worried. I think I think it was just you know David and I had the discussions and we made the agreement, and it's it's one of those awkward positions where there is other people trusted within the business. However, you know, you can't speak about it. It's it's not a deal until the deal's done. So, I mean, it was literally, um, as far as other people were aware, we were having discussions about different things, but not specifically about an acquisition. And then on the day we signed it, we said, right, this is it, it's happened. And, you know, some, some people did take a bit of offence to say, why didn't you tell me? And I said, look, it's impossible. We can't tell one, you know, you tell one person what's going to get out five things will be added on to it. And before you know it, um, everybody stopped working. They're asking questions. So it's just maintaining integrity through the whole process and to the point that you're able to to give the answer that everybody's looking for. Um, and yeah, as I said, there's a couple of weeks of unrest. I think probably the uh, being honest, you know, the, the, the thing to avoid is saying that nothing will change <laughs> because inevitably it is going to change. I think what you have to say is the job security is there you know, if the business profile is not going to change in terms of we're all here, we're all employed. Um, and yeah, maybe for the first few weeks it won't change, but ultimately, you know, there's integration, there's there's ways to save money. And that's the reason we're doing it is to deliver ultimately a better service at a better cost. I think just to touch on, David's pretty much covered all the points there, but I think one thing for me to touch on is a learning point of view, uh, and for others as well, is to, to, to not say, that things won't change um, because I think that was the expectations of everyone that it wouldn't change and yes there has been some, some small and some dramatic changes but all for the better it has benefited the business in such a, a great way um, but yeah that is one thing for us is, is, is a learning curve is to say that things won't change but ultimately um, we did keep it under wraps um, to a certain degree um, to, to stop uh, any uncertainty through the business the first thing people think about is the job security. So I think from looking at it from an outside in, I, I would be channeling my energy down the path of job security, other than uh, rather than um, talking about things won't change. Yeah, I think David and I just in terms of the actual process, you know, we went, we we 
we met with everybody and 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 did the deal on a Thursday. And um, there was a press release on the Friday. We got to all our employees and our customers on the Thursday night, and um, to make sure they were aware before um, the press release came out. Um, purely from a personal basis, again, because of relationships. And then uh, on the, the Monday, we went round and physically spoke to every single employee so that they heard it directly from us about the reasons for the acquisition, why we did it, and the the potential that was now there as being part of a bigger company. And and I, and I, I certainly get um, you know a number of people coming back to us and thanking us for taking the time to do that and yeah. reassuring them. There's all, there, there, there will always be rumours and there will always be... Um, people with um, strange ideas, but you know, I think we said to everybody, um, you know, if if you hear something from somebody else and it's a question, pick up the phone. Phone is directly. We'll tell. We'll tell. You know, we're not hiding anything. We'll tell you exactly what what the position is. Don't don't listen to to rumours um, that are maybe not true. Um, and we had, as I said, we had a mixture of everything. But constant reassurance is is something that yeah needs to be done by any kind of leadership going through the the process. Yeah, and I think that that proactive approach, you know, both of you need to be commended on that because that's not, again, that's not always the way these things pan out. But actually to have the foresight to understand your own people that, well, of course, they're going to have questions. They might be a bit apprehensive or scared or or worried. Um, so we're going to make sure we've set aside time. And again, even just so they heard it from you first rather than anywhere else. Yeah. And I know personally I pushed us to do that press release quickly. Um, so I know I put pressure on you to do those, have those conversations fast. But I think you're spot on. I think the fact that you made the time to do that, your own team and certainly us at United Capital and the other guys at McGill, uh, that's much appreciated because it has made the process easier. Um, and we know other, other companies that have been a bit more bullish haven't taken the time to speak to their own teams, but just assumed that they'll get on with it. And it's not really the case. I think uh, as well, I mean, the, the industry that we're in, being the position of construction and the skill shortages um, that are out there just now, you know, it was absolutely key that, you know, you don't have a group of tradesmen speaking to each other and, and coming to their own conclusion that they're better jumping. And, and we were very aware that competitors were contacting our staff and saying ah, things are not looking good. You don't want to be there. You want to be somewhere else. And, and you know, we managed to get and intercept that process and, and reassure them. And we used, we brought Errol down for a day as well. And just, you know, where people, we thought there was a, a risk. We, we used some, you know, again, people from McGill at a senior level to come in and just reassure them. And again, that that worked. I don't. We didn't. We didn't. I don't think we lost anybody during the the, the acquisition process, specifically for the acquisition. And, you know. Yeah. And did that help? Did, did did it help that both United Capital and McGill are quite public with with stories like their wins and their contract awards and, and stuff? Yeah, like no, absolutely. That? I mean, we, it's part of the. Just signpost your your own yeah. team. Well, go and have a look at them. Yeah, exactly. Go and do your research, um, specifically relating to you know Graham as a personality, self, and the owner of United Capital, and ultimately McGill. You know we were able to to say look, go and research him. He's a genuine guy. There's other indices. Look what McGill's done so far since the, the initial acquisition. So we managed to you know we used that quite a lot, and actually it encouraged our a lot of our guys who weren't on LinkedIn to suddenly appear on LinkedIn and they're part of the bigger communication group now. 
I think just to touch back on what David was saying there, uh, taking the time, uh, Errol, um, from McGill and Kirsty, taking the time from their day to come down and meet with the full of McDougall uh, group, we had a, we had a, a full uh, company meeting, which we had always planned to try and get a company meeting together. It never happened. Um, and that, seeing everyone in the one room, hearing everybody's views, woes, whatever it may be, but just taking that time out of the day to sit and listen to everyone definitely helped and we, we didn't lose anyone, thankfully. Um, but that happened because we took time out of our day-to-day running of the business to ensure people that their job security was paramount. Obviously, there's been there's been big changes. Um, and so I'm glad I'm glad we didn't tell everybody there wouldn't be any changes. Because um, there should be. Because, you know, this you, you've, and as you explained there, you've done it for a reason because you... One yeah. could see the huge potential for McDougall Group and all its people to go even further than it already went. Um, so you're right, it would have been wrong to say there's no changes. And I'm glad there has been. Um, I know you've got nice new offices now um, and a, a lot of the team have now moved moved into there. So kind of what, you know, what are the, what are the team feeling going into 2022? I think the, the team have, have got a, a great feeling going into 22. One, because we are all under the one roof. We're, we're all communicating from the job coming in to the job leaving to the invoice stage. That's, that's the, that is the process we've set up within the new office. But to see everyone in the one area, speaking to each other, relationships building, that's key for our business. So yes, having the new office, having the new location, has been has, has been great for the business and we can see it already as a short space of time that we we have been with Miguel United Capital we can see it picking up traction day by day I think half the battle is is you know that the, it's it's been a very exciting uh, acquisition and of course it's been 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 one that's that's been met with uh, with with you know real uh, momentum and uh, and excitement from 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 everyone and uh, and I guess as well that excitement really comes over and certainly 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 the press releases that have been going out uh, we really show the the intent from from the McDougall group and of course from McGill as well and uh, and of course as a collective you know we're we're a lot stronger together and uh, and and of course you've got that breadth. Uh, of, um, of of skills and abilities, and, and and huge kudos has to go to the commercially aware advisors on both sides uh, of the deal because you know you talked earlier, David, about the slickness of the deal. It really was. It was a very professional, very slick, and um, and uh, an excellent deal um, to to be involved in, and uh, one of the the quickest in, in my professional life that I've been involved in as well. And um, and that you know has to be a tip of the cap to the to the commercially aware advisors on both sides because it is one of these ones whereby. Uh, a lot of these issues can drag on unnecessarily just because you know there's, there's a there are um, perhaps um, you know a bit of uh, issues on either side or what have you but with this one there was a real momentum a real positivity on both sides and of course because of that that went into the into the the negotiation period and of course uh, the commercially aware advisors on both sides managed to get the deal done in uh, in, in very quick time so so yeah a huge um, uh, tip of the cap to them as well. Um, so, so David, Robbie, you know, how how did you get ready to start sort of selling your business? What sort of things did you do to get and prepare preparing for it? 
we didn't prepare. I know we didn't. We didn't prepare. We'll decide whether they get us. I mean, I, I, th- I think, um, you know, from my perspective, as I said, we were more driven by the fact that, um, you know, with the growth of the company, with uh, COVID restrictions, um, it was more a, a decision made on um, how can we take the business forward? How can we free ourselves up to do what we're good at? Um, so I would say it wasn't if you like, like some sort of, um, you know, a deliberate intention um, to 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 sell the business. It was more of an intention to grow the business, and we got to that point where I thought, you know, we need if we're going to do this, we should do it now. Um, it's the right time. Um, and as I said, I felt David and I needed to get back into parts of the business that we weren't getting to. So, um, from that perspective, you know, I'd, I'd have to confess, you know, we didn't, you know, we could have brought in a, an external um, company to prepare the company for sale. Um, I, I, you know, there's cost involved in that. And I think going, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the speed of the deal and how we, we came, a lot of that was down to the relationship. And you know there is there's there's always lots of things we could we could argue over and say whether it's right or wrong. But ultimately, you know, was there a trust in both sides that we were doing this deal for the better of both companies? Yes, absolutely. Um, is there stuff in there that that that's you know we could have probably argued about? And I think certainly, you know, depending on what advisors you used, I think I think they could have probably created a long list of reasons not to do it. Um, however. Um, in terms of the bigger picture, you know, absolutely, you know, we we made the decision based on what we felt was right for us. McGill's as a business felt the same way. So really a lot of that was down to the trust that we're both doing the right thing for each other and the outcome will be positive for both of us. Yeah, it was a real win-win position there. Um, I think I think you're absolutely right. And, and getting to that uh, win-win position um, was was uh, you know, at the heart of that was absolutely critical was the relationships between the parties and uh, and having those commercially aware advisors on both sides. Um, and you know, I stress that quite a lot on these podcasts because you know it's it's really important that you have um, people that you that you trust. And of course, if you're going to be working, you know, after you're sell, selling your business or what, if you're going to be working closely with these people, you want to be able to to have a relationship, to be able to trust, uh, and and go go forward and have the same vision. You know, and that's the that's the that's the, the key to it. Um, so, so go, going through the process, uh, then David, you know, if you got any sort of learning lessons or, or any hints or tips for for any sort of uh, uh, people that are looking to sell their business um, in the future. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think we've raised a lot of the points here um, already. But you know, as I said, I, I think um, yeah, if you're going into the, any kind of agreement, you know. The trust factor is is having that relationship, and the trust factor is important. Um, in fact, it's a it's it's a non-starter if it's not there, you know. Um, so yeah, the trust, um, respect, um, in terms of the businesses understanding what the other party can do for for your business and what you can do for them. I think a big a big thing is go away and watch what United Capital and Miguel are doing on social media, because that was a that was a big factor for us. We had already established. Uh, so what called a relationship because we we had been watching what United Capital and McGill were bringing to the table via social media, LinkedIn, whatever it may be. So we already had the knowledge and the understanding of the goals ahead. 
for me, uh, tip and hint, don't ponder on it because if if you think about it too much, then it becomes a distraction. You'll look for ways to for, to 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 not do it. Take the leap, take the jump, uh, and go for it. Thanks, David. Um, Fraser, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think look, uh, important to point out, you know, and as you, you said, it doesn't have to be a massive, big process that you've thought about for years. And, you know, you don't have to overthink these things. You went, you had a look, you found a company that you thought, I think I can trust them. They look good on the face of it. Let's have a conversation. And very early on, you felt the trust was there. So you went for it. You know, and that's as complicated as it really needs to be. Um, and I think a lot of people do overcomplicate it. And we talk a lot on this podcast about various different things. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as business leaders, you've taken a series of risks to get your business to the point that it's that it's ready for a, a sale. Um, why would you all of a sudden start being really kind of conservative with the business and, and not willing to take some sort of a risk? And to be able to kind of step out and say, I'm going to make a phone call and um, we'll see where this goes, I think is is absolutely the right way to do these things. And like you say, there's there's clues there um, in the public space. We put out there the kind of stuff we, we do and, um, and other acquisition companies will do similar stuff. They'll spell out who they are and what they're, they're looking for. Um, so to put a bit of effort in to have a look around and find what um, what those companies are all about, if you are trying to sell, is um, is going to stand you in good stead, I think, and speed up the process. I think I think the fit was good. I think that's one of the fundamentals of of what we did. You know, um, McGill, uh, you know, are a, an FM company. We're an FM company. Um, we both have uh, covered different sectors. Um, we both cover different regions. You know, and and a lot of that, you know, the conversation. Um, you know, Douglas and I, we, when we first met with a conversation and we stood up, shook the hands and said, let's do this. You know, it's like we, we knew it was right. Um, and, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't I could even, you know, had had I been looking to sell the company, uh, had I went to our competitor, some of our competitors to see if they were interested, A, I just don't think it would have ever felt right. Um, and they don't have the, 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 geog the geographical and the technical match wouldn't have been there either. So again, I think it was um, a fairly unique set of circumstances, but um, the match was just really, really good. And you know, we're we're three months in, and um, certainly from our side, you know, I feel um, I feel we are part of McGill now. You know, the McDougal, we're still ending the the acquisition process, but you know, I pretty much feel we are McGill, and we're we're own we're looking at. The challenges of McGill were not just focused on our business, and the same further down is that we're, we're now looking at the both businesses as one, um, and that that's um, evidence of of what we said. You know, it was a good fit, and 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 we're proving that that's the case today. Yeah. I think you know it's quite clearly been a, a really excellent match, and uh, and of course from all sides, you know, I, I was delighted to be able to support, and I'm sure Fraser was too, support um, McGill with with this acquisition in particular because it was it was such a you know you you look at 
you look at the two businesses and, and you, you think it's it's a great match. And of course, um, you know the McDougall Group's been around for a long period of time, and you know, um, and it's it's one of these ones whereby you know, uh, like you say, uh, David, you know, don't don't have to spreadsheet it to death. Basically, you know, it's uh, it's a no-brainer. So no, it's, it was uh, it was an absolute pleasure to be involved in it, and um, and I really appreciate your both your time today. Thanks very much for for your your time. And that brings us to the end of episode 34 of the Selling Sessions podcast. Thank you to David Robbie and David Kennedy for joining myself, Fraser and Paul McGilvery to have a chat about their experience of joining the United Capital Group. It's great to hear a real life example of someone who has sold their business and also to talk about the emotional parts of it and some of the practical things they had to cover. Thanks as always to our podcast sponsors, Affinity Business Centre, who provide quality, affordable and sustainable offices in the heart of Dundee. If you want to check them out, have a visit to www.affinitybusinesscentre.com. Thank you.